Welcome to Answer the Call. This is Kelsey Kemp. I am so excited you're here. I'm a career coach specialized in helping Christians discern their calling and then practically land a job or start a business that's aligned with it. And today's topic, I cannot handle how excited I am about this because I firmly believe that this is one of the biggest, most pivotal topics um, and really practices that's going to help you do what I just said actually find your calling and land a job that is aligned with it. And this is networking. You could tell from the title and it's so, uh, it's so underused and it's often practiced in an icky way that has taught a lot of us to feel averse to the word networking. And so I am recording this mini series to help heal all of that. So you could actually start using what I firmly believe to be honestly not just one of the most career-changing practices that you could use, but really life-changing. I feel that this has so many implications that I could go on and on about and I will touch more on to give you more vision for what networking can do to change your life when done well, so you can learn to love it also. Um, I'll touch more on that so to give you that vision throughout these episodes, but just quickly um, for this one, because I really want to make more these more bite-sized and bingeable. But for today, I'm going to be talking about just right off the bat, the top three networking mistakes that I believe are the top reasons that have made you hate it and how you could turn these things around um, conversely to be the top three reasons you start to love networking um, and also just make it so much more effective and fruitful. Um, so these top three mistakes, I'm just going to get right into it. The first thing I want to say is when I just say the word networking, what is the image that just came into your head? I am willing to bet here's some of the elements. You're in a room, it's like this weird um, kind of conference center or uh, repurposed <laughs> room that's not super glamorous. And there's some people just awkwardly bopping about, not really knowing uh, what to say to each other. Um, maybe there's uh, a bar <laughs> that people are huddled around because they're like, oh, this is so awkward. Um, what I'm saying is you most likely pictured an event, a networking event. And this is what I hear time and time again. And this is also what I used to primarily picture as networking. Like this is, this is what it is, right? It, you go to networking events, you put yourself in rooms where you don't really know anyone and you're all there for a common purpose. Maybe this is a networking event for early stage entrepreneurs in Austin. Maybe this is a, a networking event for, um, or like a job fair for teachers in Ohio, or actually that would probably be helpful if it was actually a job fair, not one of these networking events that I'm describing of like um, uh, just any industry specific event. Uh, why I am outlining this actually as the first mistake is I firmly believe that generally speaking, going to networking events is just a waste of time that is awkward. And I don't blame you at all if you feel that networking just brings up some cringeworthy feelings. If you predominantly um, 
in your mind, equate networking with networking events. Go ahead and separate that. I believe this is the first step to start loving networking. Let me first explain why I believe networking events aren't the best uh, use of time. It's because generally speaking at networking events, you're going to feel the truth of this when I say this, (laughs) because if you've ever been to any, gosh, this is just how it is. So networking events are predominantly populated by a bunch of people all needing something, needing a new job in this certain field, needing their first clients, whatever it is. Decision makers, people with actual hiring power, rarely ever show up to events like that because it's full of needy energy and they are probably going to source their candidates or find uh, a service provider if they're looking to become a client for something um, through networking means, through personal relationships. That's what I'm recommending you shift into, move from going to networking events to connecting with people individually. And I could back this up. It is estimated that between 70 and 85% of all open positions on the job market are filled through internal referrals or personal referrals and networking. That's right. That means that over, I believe the statistic is over 80% of candidates who are looking for a job are going for between 15 and 30% of all jobs that are available, that are posted on networking sites, or sorry, uh, job posting sites like LinkedIn, Monster, Indeed, uh, ZipRecruiter, all of those. So it's a cattle call. (laughs) So anyway, decision makers aren't typically going to networking events. So there's a reason why you bop around from conversation to conversation and everyone's like, are you hoping for a job in graphic design? Uh, Yeah, me too. And then you just end up commiserating and being like, isn't this awkward? And then you go home and you're like, well, I commiserated with someone, but I didn't get any closer to my career goals or the outcomes I was hoping for. So number one, let's move away from going to networking events and let's start to practice building a network through one-to-one connections. So much more fun this way. I'll explain all the details in how this goes about um, in subsequent episodes of this series. But the second mistake I want to highlight that really, if you stop doing this, oh my gosh, it is going to cure so many of your networking woes. And I hear this in the DMs all the time and with my clients and everybody, because I've been engaging in a lot more conversations about what what do you really feel about networking? Why do you hate it so much? And what I hear almost unanimously are the words, I feel icky, I feel needy, I feel pushy, um, like I am just using people. And here's why that's perfectly understandable that you would feel that way. It's if you are waiting until you are reaching out for a job instead of reaching out for advice. And this is what I really, really teach within my career coaching programs for my private clients. I teach the practice of honoring instead of bothering. Honoring instead of bothering. And here's what that really means. 
Of course, it would feel like you're bothering someone if you aren't really genuinely curious to learn from them, uh, if you don't have any genuine questions on your mind that you're like, oh man, I know that this person would have good advice for that. Like I see on their LinkedIn, they made a switch from A to B. They probably would know a little bit um, to be able to speak into what I, what advice I'm needing right now. Um, if you don't have any genuine questions on your mind and you haven't incorporated used networking to honor people by incorporating them in your decision making by asking for their advice, then yeah, you're only reaching out saying, I, I don't need to learn anything from this person. I don't even really care how the conversation goes, just as long as it ends with them passing my resume along to the right person because I saw that open position at their company and I'm really just trying to get my foot in the door. Yeah, that would feel like you're using them. Um, so instead, I absolutely, oh gosh, I'm so excited for how this is gonna change your life and your career. If you reach out for the with the motivation of honoring people by asking their advice. Literally, I feel like everybody has a good day when um, <laughs> people get asked for their advice or opinions. People love that. Oh my gosh, can you think of the last person that said like, hey, wow, I, I just think it's so cool that you got into this job. You might be thinking, I don't really like it. I don't think you should either. <laughs> like a lot of, of college kids used to reach out to me and be like, Kelsey, how do I get a good job in consulting? And I'd be like, mm. <laughs> I don't know if you want to do that. But anyway, uh, but either way, however you feel about your job, I bet you felt kind of honored. Like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll give you some advice of how I did that. Can you feel like remember the feeling of how honored you felt when you got asked that? Yeah, that's what you would be giving to other people if you reached out to them for their advice instead of just reaching out to them um, for a job or passing along your resume or putting in a good word before you've even developed a relationship. So my advice is really just to reach out to people you genuinely want to learn from. Do they have a job that you would love to hold one day? Are they working at a company that you think is pretty cool, but you'd love to hear what their perspective is on it? Um, because, you know, you could say, I... I can only see how it looks from the outside, but um, I know you must have so much more um, of a formed opinion thing that you actually work there. I'd love to learn about what your experience has been like. Um, that is so honoring to people and they will not perceive that you're bothering them. And actually, the thing is, after you honor people by asking for their input, then more often than you would ever believe, it ends with them feeling like, wow, this is a really cool person. And you will more often than you would believe actually get asked like, hey, I actually know the person or I know this other person who's um, in that role. Maybe they helped you realize that you want to be in a different niche. Do you want me to connect you with them? Or actually, you know what? Tell me a little bit about you. And then they flip the mic because after you wanted to learn so much about them, they have more personal stake in wanting to learn about you. And once you state, you know, from, based on what I learned from you, I actually really would love job X, you know, potentially the one that might be uh, have a job opening at their company if you've found that out. And they'd say, you know, I'd be happy to, I don't know how it's going to pan out, can't guarantee anything, but if you want, you could send me your resume and I'll pass it along or give you some advice on it. Boom. 
yeah, you'd be amazed how often that happens if you just ask a lot of meaningful questions first, instead of having this weird energy of like, I'm just going to get to the punchline at the end where I make the big ask, (laughs) Um, which I'm not opposed to doing that, but after you have built a relationship and honored them by asking for their advice. So I am now at the point where I'm going to give you the last networking mistake that unfortunately I believe has made you hate it, but it doesn't need to hold that place in your heart anymore. Um, So just first, a recap. I've said the first networking mistake is going to events instead of building individual relationships, just one at a time. Two, it is reaching out for a job instead of first reaching out for advice. That's the whole honoring versus bothering thing. Then the last one that I'm going to talk about in this quick episode in this series that I can't wait to share so much more about networking in, this mistake is you're feeling gross because you're asking for favors instead of building a relationship first. And of course, this is kind of a sub sub point to what I was just talking about in the second mistake. But let me go more into this. It's that you're treating people as taskmasters if you're asking them for favor before building rapport or giving them something in return. You might have just been like, whoa, Kelsey, like I have nothing to give this senior person at DreamWorks who has had a long career uh, in on the production team and I'm in finance and I don't I don't really know how I'm going to make that switch, but I really want to. Um, I don't have anything to offer them. Literally, no, nothing. That's not true. If you never underestimate this truth, that one of the best things that you could offer anyone, no matter how much more uh, you perceive they have than you, more power, more know-how, you're like, I have nothing to offer this person. The number one thing that you have to offer to every single person you meet is fulfillment. The feeling of fulfillment if you have asked for their advice and simply thanked them and probably followed up and said, hey, I checked out that book you told me to check out. Thank you so much. That actually really made a difference. Or, hey, thank you so much for connecting me with Mike last week. I literally just sent this email. Like, actually, I talked to him. I, we had a wonderful conversation. He connected me with three more people that are fellow Aggies in Austin. I can't wait to build friendships with them. And thank you. That really all happened, obviously, just because you took the first step of thinking to connect us. So thank you for that. Literally, that's probably the nicest email this person has received all day, at least maybe uh, even all week. Um, And so that feeling of fulfillment is the greatest asset that you have to give anyone in a networking situation. And so the real, maybe I should have titled this uh, mistake actually as this next sub point I want to make under this, which is <laughs> build the network before you need it. Before you have all that weird needy energy that is just too over the top that you can't contain it, build friendships and relationships and mentorship um, situations by, again, asking for advice instead of just for favors, um, which by the way, I didn't ask for any connections from that email correspondence that I was just giving you from my own life as an example. I asked this person a lot of questions about their career. And then they asked me, wow, okay, I'd actually love to know about you. And then I got the question, 
how can I help? What connections would you love to have? Boom. See? What? (laughs) Um, And I didn't ask for anything outright. I really didn't. I didn't even have to. This is the phenomenon why people, (laughs) if you just ask people a bunch of questions and you're genuinely curious about them and you love to listen and you comment like, wow, that's so cool. Or like that made me think of this, you know, wow, that's really smart. Um, By the end of that conversation, I have this happen all the time. Like, wow, you're such an interesting person or you're so fun to be around. And I'm like, "Hmm, that's hilarious. You actually... (laughs) don't know anything about me because I haven't said anything. Um, But that's just the feeling that you give people when you honor them that much. But anyway, build my point really is get it together, Kemp. Build the network before you need it. Take your time and build real friendships, different kinds of professional relationships, mentorships, just build that relationship. And don't wait until you really, really need something from that person. Not to say it's too late if you feel like you really need something from your network right now. It's not too late, but that is a super touchy situation and it's hard to kind of keep that needy energy under control. Um, And it's easy for a lot of feelings to come up of just feeling so icky and nervous about it. Um, And so if you're a private career coaching client within my signature deep dive program, you know that I help you really tread lightly and work through your mindset on this before approaching it with a lot of grace. Um, But if you're not a, a client that I'm able to work with one-on-one right now, well, one, reach out to me if you need that help. But otherwise, seriously, just <laughs> I've said this quote in other episodes before, the best day to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best day to plant a tree is today. <laughs> so just start building these relationships. If you expect that you might be curious to start a career in UX design in the next six months, Find three people on LinkedIn or ask your friends like, hey, I know that you're kind of in the tech space. Do you know anyone who uh, is in UX design or UX development? Can you connect me with them? Like reach out to someone who's like a genuine pal and would have no problem and be so happy to do that for you. Um, But start reaching out to them now. Ask them, what's your day to day like? What, What do you really love about it? What do you really not like about it? Like don't hold back. What's it really like? Um, what companies would you say um, would be really great to work for versus maybe the ones that I'm not so sure, maybe they have a not so great reputation? Ask all the questions. Start now. Um, so what I'm really mentioning, and this is what I'm going to get into in subsequent episodes in this networking series is I'm talking about a networking technique called informational interviews. You might be super familiar with these. You might have never heard that phrase before, but I'll speak more about it in subsequent episodes. But um, the principle here is use networking to help you make decisions along the way, decisions about confirming even what job you really want, what industry you really want to be in, what niches you don't even know about, which would actually be perfect for you to specialize in, what companies you your connections once learning more about you would really recommend would be a great personal fit for you, um, what team actually has the best opportunities that fit with what you're hoping for, Use networking to help inform your decisions. The 
big mistake. Oh, maybe this is what I should have made the whole episode about. Um, the big, excuse me, the biggest mistake I see is waiting until you are like, nope, I've already made my decision. I know what job I want and I, it's uh, opening at your company. And now I'm just reaching out to the, who would be my potential peer or the hiring manager and just saying, give me it, <laughs> like pass on my resume or give me an interview. It's not to say that with a lot of tact, especially in the way that I teach my clients to do it, that's not possible to do that in a squirm-free way, but you have missed a lot of opportunity to build relationships and gain potential cheerleaders and people in your corner and inside contacts that are really going to be rooting for you and putting in a good word by honoring them, by incorporating them in your decision. It's a big mistake to think that you need to make all these decisions on your own, set your mind on it, not ask anyone for advice, and then just, it's all a matter of submitting your application and getting the job. Nope. Yep. There's so much better of a way to go about it. And I really can't wait to show that to you. So I really am so excited for this networking series that I'm going to be releasing more of over the next couple of weeks. Um, I just can't wait for it to help you more. Um, Not only start to release a little bit of your uh, bad feelings about networking, but slowly more and more you don't have to believe me, but (laughs) I really believe that you have a shot at learning to love it because trust me, I can't say this with enough conviction. (laughs) Seriously. I used to hate networking. I avoided it like the plague. I used almost none of it uh, in uh, my latter career transition and it hurt me. Like I could have done it so much better. My ease, or I actually could have had some ease transitioning more into entrepreneurship. Um, There is so, I think that's just why I have so much conviction behind it because I see how, how much compassion I have for those of you who feel like networking is such a gross word. I'm not here to be like, I've always done it perfectly and you should love it. No, I have been with you. I have been among you. I have hated it. I've avoided it. I haven't done it well. I haven't leveraged it fully. Um, And I think that I could have gone so much farther, faster, not that to say that I have any regret. I think I just honestly had so much wasted potential with it. And so now I speak about it so passionately because I see how much, how critical it is, honestly, to my career now, how critical it's been to the career transitions of my clients, and how I have really tried out every wrong way to do it and slowly have learned just the absolute power of doing it right and how you don't have to make those mistakes that I've made. You don't have to sit there waiting around for years thinking, no, that's just something for other people. I'm not going to play it that way. I'm just going to cold apply to jobs on LinkedIn. And hopefully that works out for me because this whole hidden job market thing, that's something for the lucky people that maybe are really good extroverted people people, you know, no, uh, uh-uh. I was one of those, maybe if you related to anything that I just said, so did I, but then I learned a better way. And I'm really, really excited and passionate about teaching that to you through this networking series. But 
I'm only going to be able to scratch the surface. If you really, I mean, hopefully in this networking series, it's um, one that I'm going to be targeting at helping you learn to love networking and see the potential in it and start to relieve some of those pain points that keep you from it. But if you really want to learn how to absolutely slay it, master it, have the scripts, have the know-how of who to reach out to, when, how to say what you're going to say, how to follow up, how to handle those conversations, whether it's an informational interview that's more casual or one that's more weighty and could actually lead to a real job opportunity. This is something that I work so deeply with my individual coaching clients with because it takes that depth of work and they are the ones that really see such a huge transformation from it. So if you want to learn all the details and the ins and the outs, I'm going to invite you to check out my private career coaching program, especially my signature program, the deep dive in which we have the time over our three months of work together to really go deep into this, not only helping you thoroughly discern what you feel called to do, but what next career step that would lead you to what actual job openings are going to be a culture fit for you, something that gives you the ability to use your natural talents in your daily tasks. And you're you're going to see so much career acceleration from that when you're really you have the talent and the energy to finally give that job your all and feel amazing doing it. But then I actually help you land that job. That's kind of where the real work begins. I love helping my clients feel a deep sense of clarity, but why I feel so passionate about supporting them through an entire career transition, because it is such an exciting moment to realize what you feel called to do. But that's really where some doubts start assailing you and you're like, well, cool. How do I make a total industry pivot like that? I literally was just on a call with someone, a potential client who said, yeah, I mean, like if I really felt called to do something totally different than what I do now, how would I make a career pivot? And it was just so exciting to be able to tell her, I feel you, I know. And she even said herself, Like, how do people even do that? A total industry pivot, a total role pivot, something that they've never done before. And it's just one of my passions to be able to be that bridge for people to help them see that it's not impossible. And there is a step-by-step way to go about it. And you don't have to feel totally lost or hopeless. Like, how could that ever happen? How am I going to scam someone into giving me a job or giving me a chance? Well, I want to show you that you're... definitely out of a place of integrity, would never recommend that you just push through feelings of feeling like a scam, (laughs) but that you would see with a lot of conviction through facts that you are the person for the job and you have the transferable skills to do it and building a strong, strong case for that. So you don't have to feel like you need to overcome imposter syndrome through pep talks that are going to come and go as emotions do, but that you have facts to be able to back up and really pitch yourself through this career transition, having me by your side through it. So anyway, I've gone on for quite some time, but I get super passionate about why I do this work that I do and why I love podcasts. I love podcasts. I love Instagram posts. I love blogs. Um, I love self-help books. I read them all the time. 
but there's a reason why it's so much more powerful and there's a reason why career coaching exists, but I cut myself off, but there's a reason why it's so much more powerful to have someone there when you feel like the thing you need most is someone to believe in you and help you, give you the tools to believe in yourself and hold you accountable to the process. Um, not So you don't have to paste like endless Google searches together one step at a time. Like, is are you sure that this is what I should put on my resume? I don't know how to put it together for this industry. Instead, you could have me there helping you with every single one of those ins and outs, your LinkedIn profile optimization, your salary negotiation, your interview prep, as well as all the work it took to get you the clarity and conviction that you need to feel like, yep, this is what I want to do with my career. Let's go. So, all right. I think I'm going to cut myself off there. I really hope that you love the rest of this networking series to come. Adios.